Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and I'm here to take you under my wing and show you how to create the kind of visibility and reputation you've always dreamed of for your business or yourself. Through my decades of experience launching and managing brands for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and running my own public relations agency, I know that small and medium-sized businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies and tactics that big companies use to attract attention. I'll be interviewing successful entrepreneurs, marketing pros, and members of the media, and offering actionable tips of my own so you can learn how to do just that. So if you're looking for an effective way to get the word out and build a solid reputation for your brand, look no further. You found it. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Path to Visibility, a podcast for people who are interested in learning simple, proven, affordable ways to build a small business or personal brand. Today is part one of a two-part mini training to help you understand what public relations is and how it can benefit a small business or personal brand. I wanted to focus separately on the benefits of PR for small businesses and personal brands because while there's overlap, there are also differences and nuances that I think would be confusing if I tried to tackle both topics together. That's because the goal of small business marketing tends to be selling products or services, while the goals for developing a personal brand are more about communicating expertise and building relationships. So this is part one of the mini training, and part two about personal branding will be next week's episode. I hope you'll turn in for both episodes, especially if personal branding is of interest. And I would say that there are good reasons to make personal branding part of your small business marketing strategy. It works well because you are effectively putting a human face on the company, and that makes your business seem more approachable and differentiates your company from competitors. But more about that next week. Getting back to today's topic, the importance and benefits of public relations for small businesses. The first thing I want to do is make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to talking about public relations. Because I know from my experience over the years that the term public relations means different things to different people. So when I was doing research for this podcast, I asked about 20 people what PR means to them. And I heard things like public relations is about getting the image you want. It's about getting on TV or it being quoted in several places. It's about press releases and posting on social media. It's about fixing things, which probably refers to putting a spin, as they say, on a crisis situation. A couple people said it's something big companies do. One person said it's expensive and doesn't work. And a few others said it's about delivering specific messages to an ideal client. I think there's some truth to all these comments, but there are also some misconceptions, which I'll address in a minute. First, though, let's just put a stake in the ground. I'm going to give you my definition of public relations in simple terms. And while there are some pretty technical definitions out there, I like this one from Harold Burson, who is one of the founders of the public relations industry. He describes public relations as the business of creating and changing attitudes. I'm going to repeat that because it's important. Public relations, according to my preferred definition, is the business of creating and changing attitudes. I like that definition because it's simple and clear. Another important thing to note is the difference between public relations and advertising. There are many ways to explain this, but here's my favorite. 
advertising is what we say about ourselves and public relations is what other people say about us. Short and sweet, but it gets the point across. It's also worth noting that advertising is paid and public relations is earned. So now let's talk about the misconceptions that people have about public relations. I want to correct a few of them again so we're all on the same page as we talk about PR in this podcast. First of all, many people think PR is about spin, damage control, and manipulation. In episode three of this podcast, I interviewed one of my former clients. He was the CEO of a very successful small mining company, and he said that's what he thought, that PR was really about spin, damage control, and manipulation. But then he went on to say that that wasn't at all what we did when we worked together. He explains that our public relations efforts focused on being proactive with his company's message and communicating effectively so we could build a trusted brand. It was a good discussion and interesting to hear his views about how he thought about PR before and after it helped his small company grow and ultimately sell for $650 million. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes if you'd like to listen to it. Another common misunderstanding is that public relations is just dealing with the media, whether that is seeking out media coverage or managing incoming media calls. Talking to the media is an important component of PR. In the industry, we call this media relations, but it's not the only aspect. In fact, PR encompasses a range of activities, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but the common denominator is that all PR activities are aimed at building and maintaining positive relationships for the purpose of creating and changing attitudes. So for a small business, say like a fitness studio for people over 50, public relations would involve things like creating messages and using them in all areas of communication, like videos on social media, you know, in any partnerships, like for example, if there was a charity tie-in, you know, with influencers, and of course, with reporters during media interviews. That way, the company's messaging is communicated proactively in several ways, rather than just simply through media coverage. And that brings us to the final misconception that I want to address today, which is the belief that some people have that PR is only for big companies with lots of time and money to spend on it. The beauty of PR is that you can do it yourself if you know how. You don't need a big budget or staff. You just need a message and a plan that allows you to reach your target audience. So of course, you need to understand who your target audience is. And that just means you have to know who you want to communicate with. I hope that over time through this podcast, you'll learn enough about public relations to be able to take some action and see some results for your business. That is my goal. Now let's talk about why I think public relations is so important and beneficial for small businesses. There are five key reasons. First, I'll list them and then I'll go over each one in more detail. Number one, PR is affordable. Number two, it creates awareness. Number three, PR builds credibility. Number four, it enhances reputation. And number five, you can put it into action quickly. Okay, now let's go over each of these benefits in more detail, starting with affordability, which is pretty self-explanatory, but let me elaborate a little bit. As a small business, you have limited resources, both time and money, which means that you and any staff you have wear all the hats. While it seems like it would be great to have the budget to bring in a PR agency to help you get results, that's not always the case. I speak from experience here, having worked at PR agencies and been on the client side 
So I've hired them as well. And I can tell you that using one is not a guarantee of success. The reason for this is there are no guarantees with PR. Because if you recall, advertising is what we say about ourselves. It's bought and paid for. And PR is what other people say about us. And you can't buy that. You have to earn it for the most part. In fact, here's a tip, something I learned when I moved from the agency side of the business to the client side. Most media prefer dealing directly with a source rather than arranging to speak to someone through an agency. It's just one less step for them. Agencies do add value because they know the public relations process, but it's possible for you to learn and apply it as well. Okay, now let's move on to the next benefit of public relations, and that is that it helps create awareness about your product, service, or brand. Advertising does this as well, typically with a slogan, something like Coke is it or Coca-Cola. That's a great tagline, but it's difficult and expensive to create effective advertising. PR is often a better choice because not only does it create awareness, it also helps you tell your story in greater depth. How? Let's look at Coke again as an example. Last year, Coca-Cola announced a limited edition flavor called Starlight. It was inspired by space. They issued a press release to create speculation about what a flavor inspired by space might taste like. That got people talking on Reddit and on YouTube, and media started reporting on the speculation because they tend to pick things up that are trending on social media. So CNN, for example, and other news outlets covered the story, and that helped Coke generate buzz for its new soda flavor. Another way to create awareness and get your story in front of your target audience is with an event. In PR, we often create events like a press conference for media or a workshop for investors or a meet and greet for influencers or even a street event for the public. While staging your own event is doable, even for a small business, maybe you'd rather attend an event that attracts your audience. The benefits of participating in an event are twofold. First, you're interacting with your target audience and spreading your message to them. And second, press may be invited. So you may actually get to network with reporters and that could lead to media coverage for your business. To find an appropriate event for your business, Google your topic and your city, state, or province along with the word event. That should produce a relevant list. Next, think about what type of participation would help you stand out from the crowd. If the event is a conference, maybe you could offer something educational that would demonstrate your expertise through, say, a workshop or a seminar. If you sell a product, maybe you could provide some type of giveaway like samples or a door prize. And if you've never participated in an event, the best way to start may be to just attend because that allows you to see what's available in terms of opportunities. And attending also allows you to see what your competitors are doing. And based on what you learn, You can make plans for next year's event or for another event that makes sense for you. One thing to note, there are often ways to participate in events that aren't formally listed in any of the sponsorship packages they have. So don't be afraid to be creative with your suggestions if you're negotiating participation. Beyond events, there are other PR tools that help generate awareness, things like social media, strategic partnerships, endorsements, and podcast interviews, to name a few. But the bottom line with awareness building is that any activity that gets you in front of your target audience is an idea worth considering. As your target audience starts to see you in various places, they start to feel like you're everywhere, and that creates momentum, which gets people talking about you and builds demand, even on a shoestring budget. 
Building awareness with your target audience is exciting, but when you do it with public relations, there's a bonus, and that's the next benefit of PR. When you do things like appear in the media or speak in an event, not only does it help your audience get to know you, it also builds your credibility. This is thanks to the theory of social proof, a term that was coined in the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. If you haven't read his book, it's very good. I'll link to it in the show notes. Social proof, also known as herd mentality, is the idea that people are inclined to believe or do what they see those around them believing or doing. I have a good example that illustrates social proof in action. Years ago, I mentioned to a friend that I was doing some PR work for a unique new floor cleaning product. Her response, poor you, that sounds so boring. At the time, I was working at Procter & Gamble and we were launching Swiffer, but it was early days, so no one really at all had heard of Swiffer yet. As usual with public relations, all that changed when media started talking about it. Swiffer, as I'm sure you know, is a type of broom that uses static electricity to pick up dust and dirt. Nothing overly exciting about that, but It was a new concept at the time, so we were calling it an innovation in floor cleaning. Swiffer worked great, and once people heard about it and tried it, they were getting pretty excited about it. A few weeks later, my friend called and she said, you're working on that new Swiffer product, right? I need one. Can you get it for me? My store is sold out. What had changed? Well, Swiffer was still just a floor cleaning product, but it had become interesting and credible to her because she heard about it through a trusted media source. And that brings us to another benefit of public relations, which is that it helps build reputation. That's because PR provides a credible way to communicate what your business stands for and the accomplishments, benefits, and qualities you want people to associate with your products, services, or brand. Reputation is vital to business success because people are more likely to do business with companies that they hold in high regard. PR can help build reputation because all public relations activity is about communicating a message. Your messaging should be true, of course. It should also support your business objectives and be consistent, because messaging works best when it's repeated. What you say in a media interview should be consistent with what you say in a presentation and on social media, etc. When you're consistent with your message, your audience gets a clear understanding of what you want them to know about your company and what it stands for. And that can make all the difference when they're deciding whether to do business with you, because you may know what your values are, but if you don't communicate them and demonstrate them in the way you do business, your customers may not have enough information to recommend you to others. And you want them to recommend you because word of mouth is like the gold standard of marketing for a small business. And it's heavily based on both the quality of a brand's product or service and its reputation. Now let's talk about the last benefit of PR that we're going to cover today, and that is the fact that public relations is a nimble tool that you can put into place faster and more effectively than other types of marketing. As we've talked about today, PR is typically based on messaging, which can be used in a variety of ways and adjusted as needed to reach and engage target audiences. For this reason, PR is extremely useful in a crisis situation, and here's a story that illustrates why. When I was at P&G, we launched Febreze, which cleans away odors, as I'm sure you know. And Pet Owners is one of the groups we thought would love Febreze. Unfortunately, soon after the launch, an internet rumor started circulating about how Febreze was not safe to use around pets. Media started calling within a few days, and our customers were starting to return the product. So we got the leading authority on pet safety involved, the SPCA and we provided them with our test results showing that Febreze was safe to use around pets. 
They investigated the rumors and issued a statement assuring consumers that Febreze is safe for use around dogs and cats, and like any aerosol, it should not be used around birds. That's just a bit of a side note. We provided that statement to the media, and they used it in their reporting. Word quickly spread that Febreze was safe, and our product launch was saved. That's just one example of how PR can be used quickly and effectively because it's both credible and capable of generating broad awareness through the media. And in today's world, media messages can be further amplified through social media. Here's another example of PR nimbleness. This is actually a fun example that you may know. Thanks to some quick thinking on the part of the Oreo cookie brand, when the lights went out during the 2013 Super Bowl in New Orleans and stayed off for about 30 minutes, Millions of people were left waiting in the dark. So Oreo decided to tweet a dimly lit picture of an Oreo cookie with the caption, power out, no problem, you can still dunk in the dark. That was in the days when brands were not quick to respond in real time to real life situations on social media. The Oreo tweet got over 13,000 retweets and more than 20,000 Facebook shares. It also built their Instagram following from 2,000 to 36,000. And It got Oreo 525 million media impressions. But more importantly, it showed brands that they could use real-time response to become culturally relevant and enjoy the PR that comes along with that. The good news for small businesses is that it's much easier for them to do something fast and creative because they don't have the same approval requirements that big brands have. If a small brand can think up an idea that's creative and relevant, they can make it happen. I was just listening the other day to a fashion brand talk about how they got an endorsement from Kendall Jenner for their line of swimsuits without paying a dime for it. Kendall Jenner, as you might know, is a model and reality star and the sister of Kim Kardashian. She has 276 million Instagram followers and allegedly makes over $1 million per post. The swimsuit brand was trying to figure out how to get her attention. So they brilliantly sent all her friends free swimsuits thinking that Maybe she'd see them and want one as well. They were right. She loved the swimsuit. So she reached out and asked the brand if they could send her one, and she was photographed wearing it. Partnering with influencers is something that has always been part of PR. It used to be that we would just give free product or services to celebrities, and in exchange, they would talk about it in the media and be photographed with it. Or we would place brands in movies or on TV shows. With the advent of social media, though, that has evolved beyond celebrities. These days, influencers or even micro-influencers who are experts in a specific area and carry a lot of influence with a small but dedicated following, they're either given free product in exchange for an endorsement or they're paid to endorse a product or service. But again, PR is about being scrappy, so there are often ways around common practices if you can figure out creatively what they are. The way to do that is to think about your goal, think about your audience and where they get their information, and then figure out how to get your brand, product, service, or yourself in front of them somehow. If you can do that, PR can take you from no one to someone practically overnight. That's how the company 1-800-GOT-JUNK went from a small startup to the world's largest junk removal company using only a small internal PR team. They developed a series of media angles that made sense for their business and pitched them consistently to journalists in all the markets they were expanding into. And that generated literally thousands of news stories for them, including in Fortune, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and on Oprah. They did it themselves with a strong message, good story angles, and you can do that too. 
So let's recap what we talked about today, because we covered the principles that explain why public relations is important and beneficial for any type of business, but especially small businesses with limited resources. First, we talked about what PR is, and I gave you my preferred definition, courtesy of Harold Burson, one of the founders of the PR industry, who said that public relations is the business of creating and changing attitudes. Then we talked about some of the ways that PR differs from advertising. And again, the short and sweet way to remember that is advertising is what we say about ourselves and public relations is what other people say about us. Then we covered some common misconceptions that people have about public relations, and I tried to debunk them directly and indirectly through some of the examples I gave today. So hopefully you understand that PR is not just about damage control, that it's broader than just getting media coverage, and that small businesses can use it just as effectively as big companies. And finally, we talked about why PR is important for small businesses and some of its benefits, namely that PR is affordable, creates awareness, builds credibility, enhances reputation, and finally, that PR can be put into place quickly. So I hope if you're a small business owner or marketer that you're feeling encouraged and inspired and that you'll think about how you can use public relations to help grow your business. I know this is a lot of information. I'm actually putting together a guide based on what I talked about today that I'm going to have ready shortly, and I'll make it available through the podcast. So this is just the beginning. There's a lot more to cover, but I promise that every week you'll be getting lots of practical advice and suggestions, and before long, you'll be feeling like a PR ninja yourself. In the meantime, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and a review, follow the show, and tell your friends about it. Thank you so much for listening and keep climbing your path to visibility. I'll be right here with you for the journey. Have a great week.